Welcome to Tashma. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip, and this is the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. This year, I'll be writing a series of essays reflecting on the holidays through wisdom from the Talmud. I hope you'll join me on this journey. This week, I'll share an essay on Shavuot. Let's dive in. Matan Torah, the receiving of Torah at Mount Sinai, is deeply associated with the senses. The verses that describe it emphasize sights and sounds. What did we hear? What did we see? The Talmud introduces a new sensual experience. Smell. What did it smell like to receive Torah? On Shabbat 88b, Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi, a second-generation Amora whose powerful agadot are found throughout the Talmud, offers a series of vivid descriptions of the experience at Sinai that draws on the poetry from the Song of Songs. His first image explores this connection between God's speaking words of Torah and fragrance. And said Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi, What is that which is written? His cheeks are as a bed of spices. Song of Songs 513. With each and every utterance, Debor, that went out from the mouth of the Holy Blessed One, the entire world was filled with spices. But since the world was filled by the first utterance, where did the second utterance go? The Holy Blessed One brought forth a wind from his treasuries and made the smells pass one at a time. As it is stated, his lips are lilies, shoshanim, dripping with flowing myrrh. Do not read lilies, but that they repeated, sheshonim. In giving us Torah, God fills the whole world with smells so powerful and all-consuming that after each commandment, God has to pause and bring a wind to blow away the scent before the world is ready for sharing of the next utterance. And the pattern repeats. From this we learn that accepting Torah is designed to be sensual. But we also learn from this story something else powerful and easily forgotten. Torah should be read slowly, very slowly, one idea and maybe even one word at a time. As my colleague Rabbi Shai Held is fond of reminding his students, however slowly you read these verses, go slower. As a dyslexic rabbi who is in love with Torah study, I find this lesson comforting, empowering, and intuitive. I read one word at a time. The experience of reading takes a lot out of me. I need to take breaks and then push forward to the next idea and the next. This slow pace allows me to really smell the roses or smell the Torah and to notice the sensual beauty of each phrase and breathe it in. The pace at which I read Torah helps me to see its poetry. Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi continues to teach this message of reading one line at a time in the next passage. He offers two more dramatic images of what happened at Sinai that each emphasize the slow, piece-by-piece reception of Torah. And said Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, with each and every utterance that went out from the mouth of the Holy Blessed One, the souls of Israel went out. As it is said, my soul went out with his speaking, Song of Songs 5-6. But since their souls went out with the first utterance, how did they receive the second utterance? God brought down dew that in the future will revive the dead and revived them. As it is said, you will sprinkle a bountiful rain, God. Your inheritance was weary and you established it. 
Psalm 68:10. And said Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi, with each and every utterance that went out from the mouth of the Holy Blessed One, Israel went 12 miles backwards, and the ministering angels led them back to the mountain. As it is said, the hosts of the angels will scatter, yidodun, do not read scattered, but led, yedadun. In the second story, the people are so overwhelmed upon hearing the Torah of God that they die and need to be revived after each commandment. In the third image, each of God's utterances sends the people retreating to the edge of the camp where they need to be walked back slowly by ministering angels. Rashi describes this walking as the process of a mother teaching her child to take their first steps. Only very slowly and with great care, intention, and support— are we able to encounter the next words? Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi is teaching us there is a rebound period needed after each and every word of Torah. To really take in Torah, to receive it properly, is slow and laborious, and also ecstatic and entirely physiologically overwhelming. Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest students and teachers of Torah ever, is known as Oker Harim, an uprooter of mountains. He was able to understand Torah differently and more deeply than any before him. According to the story of his origins in Avot de Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Akiva's secret was that he studied not only word by word, but letter by letter. He said, This Aleph, why is it written? This Bet, why is it written? This word, why is it said? Like a mason with a chisel who knows to chip away slowly and patiently, Rabbi Akiva is able to move mountains. In praise of Rabbi Akiva's method, on Menachot 29b, we find a story of Moses, still atop the mountain, asking a question to God about the meaning of tiny crowns on the letters in the Torah. By way of answer, God brings Moses to the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Akiva to understand the purpose of every minor detail received at Mount Sinai. Even Moses must learn from a teacher who reads Torah word by word, letter by letter, and crown by crown. It feels so appropriate that we fill Shavuot with the smells of fresh-cut flowers, baking loaves, and sweet cheesecake. Perhaps surrounding ourselves in these smells is crucial to reliving Matan Torah. May they remind us that to experience Torah at its most sensual, most fragrant, is to read it slowly and lovingly. Chag Sameach. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.